Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, sacrifice, vice, 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 like the way that song ends. 612, good morning. It's BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And where is she? Where is Shelly? I don't know where she where she is. She's here. Hopefully, be here in a minute. Uh, it is. Hold on. She's, uh, can we go in here? <laughs> now I find out. Yes, we can. <laughs> it's a Thursday morning. Uh, last Thursday. This is interesting. The last Thursday of June, because a week from today it'll be July first. Hard to imagine that, man. Hard to imagine July first. Halfway point, if you're in business, you know that's when third quarter starts. Uh, yes, we uh, we were winding down second quarter. Uh, lots of stuff in the news yesterday about the, about the economy. You know, more crazy weird stories about shortages and things like that. I told the story earlier this week how I did a little project around the radio station and I bought four two-by-fours and a piece of uh, a four-by-eight sheet of uh, 7 sixteenths OSB, not even plywood. The OSB cost me like $92 with tax. The two by fours were like almost $9 a piece. A piece of plywood was our OSB was like, if you know what OSB, OSB is like, it's back in the day, it was the cheap stuff. Now it's the expensive stuff. Uh, OSB is like where they take all the chips of wood and they like form them, you know, they stick glue on them, they stick them like under press and they make them like into, uh, you know, it's like the cheaper form of plywood. And uh, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, go like, I mean, I, and I'm telling you, six months ago, I did another little project where I think I paid $2.50 for the two by fours. And yet the government says, inflation? There's no inflation. It's, it doesn't cost you any more today than it did. Things are the same as they were a year, two years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> what bubble are they in? I don't know what planet they're living on, but uh, I don't know about you and me. Remember earlier this year, beginning of the year, we were paying under a dollar for gas or under $2 of gas, like buck eighty-nine. Now it's pushing up against three. Uh, some places in California, I saw the other day, some places it's $5 a gallon. Holy cow. Holy cow. Anyway, BS in the Morning, if you want to check out our website, the website for the radio station is bsinthemorning.show. Our morning show is is uh, www. Uh, uh, what did I say? The wet, the, the morning show radio station. <laughs> Let me try to get this straight. The morning show uh, website is bsinthemorning.show. The radio station website is westplex1071.com. I'm just as bad as, well, I won't say that. I get in trouble for saying that. Anyway, it is 6.15. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. I'm not going to make my magic one away uh, joke on that one, Shelly. I'm just going to let the song go. Let it play. You just, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's 627 it's a thursday morning uh man did you you know i have to tell you this is have you seen this breaking news this the this florida condo building that the front fell off god this is terrible no. yeah it's one of these buildings it's got like all the terraced um like balconies on it and like the whole front of the building fell off all these bal- balconies it's like a 12-story condo building in down in miami area i think it's called surfside which is a uh, um, suburb of Miami. Anyway, like it's just unbelievable. It happened like one o'clock this morning, one twenty-six a.m. They they say, and the whole front of the building's missing. It's like in the parking lot. And so are the people in their rooms. Like well, they're, 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 the story is, you know, you read the stories, and quite honestly, y- y- it doesn't sound good. They've already rescued one kid. Um, they said a young boy. They said like probably nine or ten who may have been on the balcony or may. I don't know. I mean, part of the front of the different condos may have fallen off as well, too. But here's my weird thing, okay? I have strange... I don't have a lot of phobias, but I have weird phobias. I have weird phobias about, about uh, like, decks and things like that. And part of it... and That's and, because you were born in Woodstock. No, 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 no. It, it, it was because of the fact <laughs> that, that my uh, my father... My father was a civil engineer, and my father used to always... Uh, lament the fact that uh, the you know the architects would design all this pretty weird stuff, and then the civil engineers had to make it work. And my dad would always point out things to me like, you know, look at that; it's, it looks pretty, but it's structurally deficient. You know, he was always <laughs> he built things the last you know centuries. You know, that's the way he would build right, stuff. Right, right. And one of the things that always has bothered me, and you hear this from time to time, you hear about these like you know, um, terraces or whatever, like in apartment buildings or condos that just stick out from the building 
and there's no supporting structure underneath. In other words, there's Correct. like there's like yes. a beam that comes out from, and not only that, some of them are wood. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm a you know I'm an amateur woodworker. You know I'm a, I've you know done carpentry. You know like I'm not very good at it, but I've done carpentry for a long time. And I know what happens with wood after a while, you know, it gets rotten. And, you know, if you have something that just sticks out from a building, let, let's say six feet, you got a little patio or something like that that's like hung off the side of a building. And it's just got like a couple of, you know, like, you know, four by eights or something like that that hold it up. After a while, and every once in a while you hear these stories. There was one recently, one uh, some college town where a bunch of kids were in an apartment and they were out on the, the this little you know, patio, terrace, whatever you want to call it. And the thing just collapsed. Same same thing. Wood just broke. It was old, had some rot, you know, in it. Boom, broke. And it's always bothered me. I mean, and like to the point where, you know, I'm a guy who climbs off the side of buildings. <laughs> I've done it 13 times with, you know, Special Olympics. And I've climbed 350 feet down the side of the uh, Caesars Palace Hotel uh, Tower in Las Vegas. I've done it here in St. Louis. I've done the uh, the Four Seasons Hotel, the Hyatt Hotel in Jefferson City. I've done the Jefferson Building, which is like 15 stories tall. I've flown helicopters. And what scares me is walking out on someone's deck on their... And, and I can't even remember the last time I did this. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think, when's the last time I was at somebody's apartment or... Or condo or something like that, where they had like a little, little, you know, you know what I'm talking about, little, 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 little patio that sticks out the side of the I building. I would invite you to our house, but because we have a deck and I know how much you love them, but you wouldn't be allowed to go out there. Why is it in bad shape? No, actually, it's not. It's just that you have a weird thing about that. Well, I do. It's it's just sort of weird, you know. I mean, and once again, it's one of those things where. It's because of my dad. My dad would point these things out. Look at that. That's not, you know, and, and once again, he was called upon. He would tell me about situations he'd have where he'd have, he'd have and I think this is sort of interesting because, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, he'd have arguments with, like, people over the fact that he would say, like, look, that's not structurally sound. And then, well, it looks nice. You know, <laughs> it was one of those kind of things. He complained about that all the time. You know, well, well we don't want to have... Because essentially, you know, what I'm talking about is if you have like a, like a, you know, like a, like, like a patio that hangs off the side of like an apartment building or something like that, he okay. would, he would always want to have like a 45 degree member supporting it. You know what I mean? Like another, you know, like for example, there's I a, get that. there's a building in Washmo down the street from, from, uh, matter of fact, I can tell you exactly where it's at. It's got the uh, tilted skillet in it. Okay. You know which building I'm talking yes, about right I there do. on I West know Fifth exactly Street. What okay. You're talking about. It's got a restaurant on the first floor and it's got yes. condos or, or, or I guess they're not condos. They're apartments on the second floor. And one of them has this very fancy iron, you know, little porch that sticks out from the side of the building. The building's probably a hundred years old, something like that. And I see people standing up there. And every time I drive by and I see somebody stand there, I go like, oh, my God, I wouldn't be standing on there. Because you're thinking, that thing's like 100 years old. Is that is that is that metal rusted? And not only that, it's one of these crazy things. I don't know if you know this weird story. That steel that they made 100 years ago is not like the same quality steel that they make today. Matter of fact, that was an interesting aspect. It's probably better. Oh, no, no, no. It's worse. Because this was the aspect of the Titanic because the Titanic, you know, since they found the Titanic and they brought up parts, they, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of technical journals you can read this about that when they brought up parts of the Titanic, they tested a lot of the steel or the hull of the ship. And back in the day, you know, when they were first making steel, because steel's not all that old. I mean, steel used to be things used to be made out of iron and bronze and stuff like that. Steel is relatively, I think, steel dates back to about 120, 130 years ago. And through the years, it's gotten better because, you know, techniques of, you know, what they put in and how they fire it, how it's, you know, molded, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, anyway, they, they, they sh I saw this thing in a video. They showed a piece of the steel from the Titanic, and they had this test device, and it just snapped. And they're saying that if that same ship had been built today, it wouldn't have sunk because when it hit the icebergs, the icebergs, ripped the steel up because the steel was brittle and that's what caused the ship to sink remember the titanic just didn't hit the iceberg and just all of a sudden just keel over and, and sink it took a while you know that's a yes. whole the whole movie because it started taking on water and part of the problem was it didn't have water watertight compartments it had the ice cube tray effect you know what i'm talking about 
I can imagine, yes. Okay, the ice cube tray effect is if you take an ice cube tray and you fill it with water, and let's say you fill it two-thirds of the way, you like, on, like let's say you, you got it in your hand, you're holding the left hand, right hand, and you fill all the tray, all the little ice cube holes on, you know, like two-thirds of it on the left side, but you don't put any on the, on the right, so you got like six or eight of them on the right that don't have anything. And if, if you tilt that, the water runs down from the other ones and fills up all the, the holes. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. The Titanic, the cabins didn't have, the cabins weren't your traditional, um, like, you know, like Navy ship where the cabins were not watertight and the roofs... Have bunk beds? No, the, <laughs> the, the, the walls didn't go all the way up to the ceiling. So what happened was when the when the Titanic started filling up with water, the one of the rooms would fill up, and when it would get so filled, then it would go over the top of the wall into the next cabin, and then to the next cabin, and the next cabin. I see. And then ultimately that's why the ship started to list further and further and further and further because the water kept filling up cabins and throwing it off balance, and that's finally when it you know it went went under, and and it was that kind of a thing as well too. You're going like okay. And, it's, you know, when you think about that, you think about, like, if they would have been modern steel back then, we wouldn't have had, would, wouldn't been a Titanic disaster. I mean, like this situation, I don't know if you know what's going on. There's a situation right now to the south of us, uh, the Interstate 40 bridge that goes across the uh, Mississippi River in Memphis. It's shut yeah. down. It's been shut down for like a month. Why? Because one of the steel beams cracked. And the crazy part of it is they knew about it. Apparently, it had, been, it had come up in inspection like last year. They said, yeah, it's got a crack in it, but we didn't think it was that bad. So when they looked at it again a couple months back, they went, oh, my God, it's bad now. So they shut the bridge down, closed. And remember that bridge that bridge in, in Minneapolis? Remember that, what is it, I think the I-35 West Bridge? That collapsed years ago. Same thing. It was structural failure from the steel, which had, and, and the problem up there in Minneapolis is, the steel on the highway bridges just gets in terrible shape because of the fact of all the salt. You know, they have, they have snow all yeah. the time. There's salt, salt. You know, they put yeah. salt down. The salt, you know, salt scampi, gets into the salt, salt, no, gets salt into gumbo. The, no, gets into the gets into the steel, <laughs> and you know that kind of stuff. Anyway, why are we talking about this kind of stuff? Because you brought it up. I got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about Subway. Subway's in trouble again, and it's not Gerald. What's his name? How soon you forget? What was his name? Jared. Jared, yeah, Jared. It's not Jared. And then Britney Spears. I have to tell you, this Britney Spears story really bothers me. It really bothers me. And I read this yesterday. She was in court yesterday, and I read this story about her. And she actually testified in court. I'm thinking to myself, man, this woman. You know, I mean, here we go again. People look and go like, oh my God, Britney Spears. She's got the life. She's attractive. She's a singer. She, you know, makes lots of money. She's got the life of hell. I'm telling you, the life of hell. A life that nobody would want. I mean, I, you know, once again, you put 100 people in a room, you know, especially 100 women. You put 100 women in a room and you say, okay, I'm going to tell you the real Britney Spears story. You think, you think she's got this wonderful life. She's a big celebrity and everybody knows who she is. And she makes millions of dollars and, and she's attractive and, you know, and she looks, you know, very successful. Let me tell you the Britney Spears, Spears stories. And then at the end of the presentation, the guy or gal, whoever's giving it, would say, okay, you hundred women out there, how many of you want to have Britney's life? I don't think one woman in the room would raise their hand after you heard what she said yesterday. It was unbelievable. I mean, just to me, I knew part of the story. When I read her testimony, it was stunning. It was like, God, this is so sad. I bet that it um, left an indelible mark on her heart. On whose heart? Britney's. Well, no, no, she's messed up, and I feel sorry for her. I mean, you know, there's, there's a whole crazy story behind it. They, you know, they say she's crazy. You know, that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what they say, but. Hey. Hey, I know crazy people that are walking around on the streets right now, and nobody's got them under. You've uh, known this crazy woman for yeah, eight years, and right, you haven't uh, right, right, put right. me to the curb yet. Hey, I'm in the radio business. Nine tenths of the people I've worked with through the years would be in Our better shape. Well, would be in better shape than Britney Spears. Trust me. It's oh, six thirty-nine. That's so sad. It, I actually thought that she was. You know, no, it's it's it's. I'll tell you what, we'll do it in the seven o'clock break. The first break after seven o'clock, we'll do the Britney story, and 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 that, that I'll, works. I'll read a couple of the quotes that she said in court in front of the judge, and it was it was it was unbelievable. Six thirty nine, Westplex one hundred seven point one. Every time I play that song, I always think to myself, man, is that sad? 
She does a song about not wanting to go back to rehab, and what does she do? She dies of an overdose. One of the uh, members of the uh, 27 Club uh, died at 27. And she died very too young. 27. You know, once again, Jimi Hendrix, go through the whole thing. Janis Joplin, there's a whole, if you go on Wikipedia, there's like tons and tons and tons of people. And, you know, I don't, you know, I think it's probably just coincidence, but one of those crazy things. Okay, a couple things to talk about. First off, the Cardinals are not doing very well. Uh, They're now, of their last 20 games, they've lost 16 games. Not well. They called up a new guy last night or from the minor leagues, and I I love this guy's name. His name is Lars Nutbar. Doesn't that sound like some kind of German... Farfignugen. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something you'd get at a German candy store. Yeah, give me one it of those... Does. Give me one of those Lars Nutbars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His real name is Lars Taylor Tatsuchi Nutbar. And his middle name is hyphenated. His middle name is Taylor-T-A-T-S-U-J-I. Tatsuchi Tetsuchi, Lars Taylor Tetsuchi, Newtbar. He's 23 years old. His first game gets, gets a hit. You know, I mean, the Cardinals are just like, you know, what's so funny about it is we're so spoiled by having a good baseball team. I mean, there's some cities that, that you know, like they, they never, you know, like, you know, like certain, like Miami. Miami, like once upon a time had a good team. Have you ever seen games with Miami in their, in their stadium? Like there's like, you know, it looks like, the games pre-COVID looks like the COVID games. There was nobody in the stands. They have like they have five thousand people show up at a Miami game. There's like a lot of people there. The Marlins, you know. Anyway, um, I was going to talk about record store drop. Did we talk? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. But the reason I bring it up is it's happening again. You know what I'm talking about? No. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Not at this moment. There are these people who are still. Using vinyl, and vinyl's coming back, 12-inch vinyl records, okay? It is. And what's interesting about it is, if I can find it here, uh, my list my list just changed. Let me, where'd it go? Hold on a minute. Let me go back here. Da, da, da. Uh, here it is, uh, where'd it go? Anyway, I had it here a minute ago. Uh, anyway, what happens is the record companies are still pressing vinyl, and what they do is they do this usually once a year. This year, because of the COVID thing, they're doing it twice and people line up at record stores. First off, thinking to myself, okay, where's there a record store? Uh, is vintage vinyl still around? Can, in St. Charles County. I think it is. Do you know of any record store in St. Charles where you can go in and buy vinyl? Other than like maybe Goodwill or someplace like that? Like a resell it shop or something like that? Anyway, they, they have this thing called uh, Record Store Day. And typically it's only one day. This year they divided it and they had a day a couple weeks ago. And then the second day is July 17th. And there's only so many records. They they're like they're like very special compilation, you know, albums of stars, Elton John, things like that. And in the entire country, they may only made like ten thousand. And when they send them out to all the record stores, one record store might get five, another one might get ten, and people line up in line. And these some of these are hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars. Yep. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, and I thought it was interesting because, okay, do you have a turntable anymore? I do. Does it work? It does. Really? Yes. When's the last realistic. when's the last time you played anything on it? Oh, it's been years, but it, it worked back then. It's okay. a realistic. <laughs> From Radio Shack. Okay. Yes. Um My daddy took me over there and we picked it out. Really? Together. You still have the one that where your dad bought you? Yes. Okay. It, it, the first record store drop was June twelfth. And on June twelfth, here, here's a couple of the albums: they uh, AC/DC, uh, Jimmy Allen, uh, a lot of these I've never heard of before. Danny Barnes, Black Francis, Black Sabbath, uh, Tommy Bolin, The Bruisers, Canned Heat, uh, John Denver, John Carpenter, um, Larry Coral, Jim Croce. These are all albums that are going to be uh, dropped. They already were dropped, and here's the ones for July seventeenth. Almond Brothers Band, John Anderson, uh, Beastie Boys, uh, I'm trying to what Canned Heat, Sean Sean Cassidy. <laughs> He's got an, We talked about him the other day. Remember, I said that. Yep. Would, that would, who, who was that? I said that would be torture. You put somebody in a room, and, and who who was it that I said we were going to torture? We we're going to put him in a room, tie him to a chair, and play Sean Cassidy albums. <laughs> <laughs> I Bob, don't know. Bob Dylan. Oh, here we go. 
Shelly's going to be excited about this one. She's going to be the record store on, on July 17th. Who's that? Evanescence. Really? Yes. John Fogarty, The Foo Fighters, Aretha Franklin. Um, there's and, and these are all albums. And like, for example, you know, some of these are weird. They're, they've got like all sorts of crazy cuts on them. Things that have never been released before. Different versions and things like that. And uh, and like it shows like how many of each are like for example the Evanef- Evanescence album. Let me go back. Evanescence, uh, the Evanescence album. It's going to be called the Open Door, and there's only going to be 2,500 of them around the country. They only huh. press 2,500 of these albums, and that's it. The entire country, 2,500. So you're not going to be there at the door waiting for them. I might be. You hey, never know. Yep, you never know. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. It is six fifty-six. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning seven hundred three. Uh, I'm Shelley. She's Brad. The web address for the radio station is westplex one zero seven one dot com. Uh, our address for the morning show is bs in the morning dot show. Shelley, I have to tell you something. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's our we- that? our website is blowing up. I don't know what's going on, but over the last couple of weeks, it's taken. Huge number of hits. And which website is that? No, the whole website. But what's interesting is, is the podcast is just getting like lit up. People are listening to us in the on the podcast. Like, That's awesome. Like, like for example, I put up the podcast yesterday morning, and I went back like, I don't know, hour later, and I wasn't really looking for it. I was just updating the page. And I just happened to go into the back end of the page where it gives all the statistics. And the post that I put up for our yesterday's podcast has already been viewed 65 times. I'm going like, wow, wow, got an hour? I mean, I don't think we have 65 listeners in the history of the show. You know what I'm saying? That's not true. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> such a goofball uh, sometimes. Later this hour, we'll talk about how <laughs> we go again. You'd think they learned their lesson. Subway's in trouble again over tuna, believe it or not. <laughs> Do you know this story? We'll talk no. we'll talk about it later. It's actually sort of funny. I mean, it's funny in how they get caught doing this, but yet it's like, okay, who does this stuff? I mean, anyway, we'll talk about that. And um, uh, talking about, uh, last break, we're talking about Record Store Day, which they split into two days this year. Uh, happened last month, or this month, early this month, and then next month, uh, July, 20, uh, July 17th. Uh, I said, are there any record stores left? The smartest woman in the world says, Record Reunion, Hawks Nest Plaza, uh, 10 Hawks Nest Plaza, CD Music Reunion at O'Fallon Square, and Vintage Vinyl is still open. And I also made a comment about Sean Cassidy, and she told me to uh, to give you an idea of how, how the smartest woman in the world feels. Bobby. She says, leave Sean Cassidy alone, off limits to your psycho babble. <laughs> Do you think I psycho babble? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you do. <laughs> also, Just sometimes. But oh, I don't, I've always enjoyed your blah, blah, blahs. Also, Sean is touring, she says, and the Chicago show, show sold out in 10 minutes. Sean Cassidy. Man, I'm telling you. He's got to be... He's got to be in his 60s now. Let me look that up. Hold on. A minute. Wikipedia. He's got to be... He's got to be in his 60s. S H A U N. There he is right now. Sean Mendez. It's not Sean. Another Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy. He is. Uh, he's born in '58, which makes him what? 62. I was right. Yeah. 62 years old. Uh, born September 27, 1958. American singer, actor, writer, producer. He has created and/or produced a number of television. I didn't realize this. He has created and or produced a number of television series, including American Gothic, Roar, Cold Case, Cover Me, The Agency Invasion, and Emerald City. Cassidy currently serves as executive producer and writer for NBC's medical drama New Amsterdam. While in high school, Cassidy signed a contract with Warner Brothers Records, leading to his albums Sean Cassidy, Born Late, Under Wraps, Room Service, and Wasp. Also concurrently, Cassidy starred in the ABC television series The Hardy Boys Mysteries, as well as Breaking Away and a stint on the daytime soap opera General Hospital. Do you know he was in General Hospital? I did not. While appearing on Broadway in the hit musical drama Blood Brothers, he wrote his first television pilot, American Gothic. In 2020, Cassidy returned to the stage with his one-man show, The Magic of a Midnight Sky. Cassidy is the eldest son of Academy Award-winning actress Shirley Jones and Tony Award-winning actor Jack Cassidy. His older half-brother was David Cassidy. David Cassidy and Sean Cassidy. Yeah, so anyway. Okay. Yesterday, 
in a courtroom, and I'm trying to think where this was. Was this in Los Angeles? Um, there was the conservator hearing for Britney Spears. And if you know this weird story, Britney Spears was declared mentally incompetent to handle her day-to-day affairs, I think 13 years ago. And her father was appointed her conservator, which means that's a you know legal term for he essentially is in control of her life. And this has been going on for a long time. And the reason it's gotten to be a big story is the New York Times did a, um, we, we talked about this two or three weeks ago when it first came out. They did like a little mini series or some kind of a docudrama or something like that on, on Britney Spears and how she has this horrendous life because she can't do anything on her own. She's totally in control of the court and her father, and for a long time there was an attorney involved. It was a, her father and an attorney. The attorney retired a couple years ago, and then they hired a firm that does nothing but these conservatorships. And typically, and if you've had, this is sort of sad, if you've had someone in your family who's gotten up there in years and be, has become mentally incompetent, um, sometimes the courts will step in and appoint a conservator. So in other words, they're not in control of their finances anymore. Um, a lot of times it comes down to health issues. Uh, yes. They're not taking care of themselves. If like they've locked themselves in their house and they don't ever go out, they don't, you know, they don't, you know, they become, you know, uh, shut-ins, whatever, you know, someone's assigned. So for the first time, she actually went on, actually appeared in in court. And, and what was interesting was... Um, there were only so many seats available in court, and they were live streaming the session yesterday. And the, so many people were on the live stream that it crashed the server at the L.A. County Courthouse. Really? <laughs> yes. And, like, or, or for example, here's, here's one of the things. Spears said on Wednesday that she has been put on lithium despite her objections. And this is quoting. She says, lithium is a very, very strong medication, a completely different medication than what I've been on. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, stay in it longer than five months. I felt drunk. I couldn't even stick up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad about anything. I told them I was scared, and they had six different nurses come to my home to monitor me while I was on the medication that I didn't want to be on to go with. Uh, and, and, and when my, and, uh, she says, my family, my family didn't do a GD thing. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. And get this. Here, Spears' father has been the conservator of her estimated $60 million estate since wow. 2008, along with attorney Andrew Wallet. What a name. Andrew Wallet. The guy's an attorney. And it's spelled just like Wallet. W-A-L-L-E-T. Following a series of personal issues that played out publicly for the singer. Following Wallet's resignation in 2019, Spears had been solely responsible for overseeing her finances until June, uh, until Judge Penny appointed Bessemer Trust in November 2020 to serve as co-conservator. In response to remarks, blah, 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 um, she said, I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me I had to do this. And then, and then she goes on to say, I thought I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I'm traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth. Okay, I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. I'm depressed. And then she goes on to say, um, the last time I spoke to you, she's talking to the judge, made, you, made me feel like I was dead, like I didn't matter, like nothing had been done to me, like you thought I was lying. I want to be heard. I'm telling you this again so that maybe you understand the depth and degree and the damage. I want and deserve changes going forward. I just want my life back. It's been 13 years, and it's enough. Now, wait to hear this. Um, I was told right now in the conservatorship I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the IUD out so I could start having another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children, any more children. I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. She says, basically, this is more quoting, basically this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I feel ganged up on. I feel bullied. I feel left out and alone. I'm tired. I'm feeling alone. I deserve to have some rights as anybody. And then she goes on to say how she she has no money. They never give her any money. She has no credit cards. She has a boyfriend, but she's not allowed to be alone with her boyfriend, and she's not allowed to be in the same car, taxi, Uber, or plane with her boyfriend. 
She can't travel anywhere with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend can't come and pick her up and take her out to dinner. Illegal. So what makes him a boyfriend exactly? <laughs> well, the whole thing is so weird. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I know people. I can tell you people that we both know that are in worse shape than Britney Spears. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. some people would put me on that list, you know. <laughs> but but it's so bizarre. And once again, I mean, and, and she says that when she was, was it, was was earlier this year, last year? I can't remember what it was. It, was, it wasn't earlier this year because Las Vegas was shut down. But she was in, now they call it in residence, you know, where like they, they go and they spend like a month or two months or something like that and do two shows a day, that kind of stuff. She said she didn't even want to do that. She was forced to do that. She didn't want to do that. She didn't want to, she didn't want to go to Las Vegas. She didn't want to perform. But yet she's told what to do. She's like, she's like a little kid. You know? So what do you think about all of this, Brad? I think it's horrible. I mean, you know, I mean, once again, you know, there, there's, there's people in our lives. I know people as well as you know people. I know people who are got their act together. And quite honestly, I'm jealous of them. I'm, you know, I've been working for a long time trying to get my act together, and it's not, it's not together. You know, I, people look at my life, and sometimes if people looked at my life, and they'll go like, you know, I, right now there are people that looked at my life, and they knew everything about my life. They'd say, I need a, need a conservator. You know what I mean? But, but, and the sad, <laughs> no, the sad part of it is. That was funny. No, no. The sad part of it is, what is normal? Okay? We all know people. I've asked myself that well, no, quite no, no, a no. bit in the last two years. Think about that for a minute. We all know people who get up in the morning, every morning, you know, get up, have, you know, wife and husband, have kids, you know, make breakfast, you know, kids go off to school, wife and husband get in their cars, go to work. You know, they work, they come home, you know, that's supposedly normal, okay? That's one side of the the equation. If you did a continuum, that's normal, okay? Then okay. we have the people who who can't keep a job for more than two days, who, uh, you know, never have any money, um, you know, I mean, like, for example, like like in my in my old neighborhood, there's a lady who is a homeless lady. And I think I've told you this story before. And everybody around that neighborhood knows exactly who she is. Yep. And people look at her and go, oh, my God, what a terrible life. She's, you know, she lives out in the street. And she's, like, not a young lady. I'd say she's probably maybe mid to late 50s, early 60s. And people look at that and go, like, oh, my God, that's horrible. For her, it might be great. You know? I mean, there are people that live in mansions that are millionaires that are miserable. There are people that live in... That is so true. There are people that live in little tiny houses that in bad neighborhoods that have the best life in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so the situation for her is, I read this, I'm going like, okay, she's got, she's got court-mandated birth control. I mean, think about that one for a minute. That's kind of invasive, yeah. I mean, I mean as a woman, how would you feel? I mean, i got to watch myself because you're past the childbearing ages, right? Thank you, Brad. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what is what is your thing that you have to watch yourself no, about? No, no, no. But the point being, like, let's say you were 30 again, and the court one day, you know, somebody from the court showed up and said, hey, Shelly, you had Tiffany, and that's it. You can't have any more kids, and we're going to impose court-ordered birth control. And you go like, hold on a minute. Oh, no, no. You know, maybe I, I want I don't to, need it. Well, maybe I, maybe I, no, no, but what I'm saying is maybe you say, I want Tiffany to have a sister. Nope, nope, sorry, can't do that. Court says you can't have any more kids, so we're going to give you court-ordered birth control. I mean, that's like Russia kind of junk. You know, like, it's like China kind of stuff. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, how China had this, you know, law in effect that for years you can only have one kid. And then, like, and then like what, five or six years ago, because they realized they're running out of people, you know, they're, the, the birth, the, they have a negative birth rate now. Then they increased it to two people, and now it's three you know, it's like, once again, you know, I mean, we've got people who don't have any kids. And we, then we've got the Duggars, the Duggars, whatever their name is, have like 42 kids, whatever, stuff like that. That's what America is. It's got freedom. You know, if you want to have one kid, no kids, 42 kids, knock yourself out. You know, I mean, it's one of those things. And some people take it seriously. Some people are able to deal with that. But here's someone who, and, and you know, I mean, once again, put yourself in her position and do you think she's crazy? I mean, you know. No. I, I mean, well, I don't know because, you know, there's always another story. Okay, so how come Michael Jackson wasn't put under conservator? I mean, he was, he was you know, yeah, I pardon know. the pun of one of his albums. He was off the wall, you know. That was 
by the way, that's one of his album titles. Get a little, little joke there. It was off the wall. Get it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I mean, all the weird stuff he did. Remember? He had, he, had, he had a little amusement park, and he invited all the kids over. Nobody knew what was going on with that. You know, he had all sorts of weird stuff. Um, you know, I mean, like, you know, once again, nobody put him under conservatorship. And I think because of the fact, I'm going to say this, because Britney's a woman. If she were a dude, then nobody would. But you know what? I just thought of the solution. Here's what Britney should, should do tomorrow. What? She should come out tomorrow, Friday, the 25th of June. She should wake up and come out and call a press conference and say, as of this moment, I'm identifying as a man. And, <laughs> and just declare herself a man. And that way, the, uh, you know, the court will go, well, she's a man. A man doesn't have to have birth control, so we'll take that off. And a man can, can control his own life. You know, okay, we'll, we'll take that off. And uh, she's uh-huh. got $60 million in the bank. Yeah, okay, uh, fine, here's your $60 million. And, and you got a boyfriend. Eh, we don't know what to say about that. But, yeah, you do what you got to do because you're a man. Man can do that kind of stuff. But you're a woman. You can't allow that. What do you think? You think that will work? Well, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> I'm still, you know, I somebody, I talked about this, what was it, today's Thursday, it was Tuesday, I talked about the fact that, you know, you can identify nowadays, you can wake up in the morning and identify, you know, say, well, today I'm a woman, today I'm a dog, tomorrow I'm going to be a parrot, you know, but yet I can't wake up this morning and say, today I'm a Hawaiian, or tomorrow I'm going to be an Eskimo, or a week from Thursday and I'm going to be American Indian. Why can't you do that? I don't understand that. It's one of the other things. Anyway, going back to the, the Britney Spears things, the, the judge is taken under advisement. And, and this is the first time, um, and I don't think she actually physically appeared in the courtroom. I think she appeared via, you know, Zoom or something like that. But, you know, you read these stories, and I was fascinated. And I, I read a couple different versions of the story. And it's to the point where you, I mean, like, imagine nowadays someone, I mean, just the thing as a woman, you put 100 women in a room and you say to them, Hey, how would you feel if the court said you had to have mandatory birth control and you're a single woman and you can't be in a car alone with your boyfriend? Your boyfriend can't come pick you up and take you out to dinner. How would you feel about that? Don't you think every woman in that room would say, that sucks? Don't you think? Yeah. Because that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, once again, butt out. You know, the court, yeah, God. Sometimes the legal system, you, you hear these stories and you sort of shake your head. Okay, that's that's Me butt out? No, no, no. I mean the whole thing about, about that. The other thing is, okay, next oh, break, yeah. we'll talk about, and I have to tell you, <laughs> I've changed my opinion on someone. <laughs> I, heard, I heard Pinky yesterday on another radio station. Uh-huh. You know, of Pinky and Stripes? Yeah, the pink shirt guy. Yeah, the pink shirt guy, Mark McCloskey. I heard him interviewed, and it was fascinating. Was it? There's a whole nother story about him that's never been told. And it was pretty darn interesting. There's no doubt in my mind about that. No, 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 no. What he said, if it was true, and I do believe what he said, it was really interesting. And I forgot about this. You know, know, our new state rep from the St. Louis area, Corey Bush, who's now a member of the squad. Okay. Do you remember, remember? And this was interesting. He brought this up. She was the one who was saying, look what happened on January 6th, insurrection. These people were, were, uh, were uh, you know, protesting. Uh, you know, she, she was complaining about all the Trump people protesting on January 6th at the Capitol building. And I'm not saying that was right. I think what happened was terrible. But that's a whole other story. Do you know she was on his front lawn with a bullhorn yelling at him? Who, Trump? No. Cory Bush. Oh, really? Yes. He's, he told the story, and I forgot about this. You know, the whole thing was, if you remember the whole story, the, the, they were going to they're going to protest at the mayor's house. Lida Cruz lived down the street from Pinky and Stripes, okay? And they live in this private little area in fancy-schmancy area of the city of St. Louis. And there's, it's a gated community. And there's a big gate at one end of the... I don't even think it's a street. I think it's like just like a little walkway. And they, the people broke down the gate. And as they were going through, and they had to go across pinky and stripes property to get to the mayor's house so that's how the whole thing happened pinky and stripes all these people you know traipsing across their front lawn they went inside got their guns okay then a week later then there was a a a a call for this 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 demonstration at their house 
and he talked about how he how he hired he hired ex uh, Navy SEALs and stuff like that. And he did tell something really interesting. He said that the the chief of police, John Hayden, personally came to his house and said, "I'm going to be here with you because you deserve to be protected." And this was like a week later, and this was when Cory Bush stood in his front lawn with a bullhorn yelling that, that he should, you know, he's a terrible person, blah, 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 blah. And, and his point was, okay, she's saying that, you know, the people who invaded the, um, you know, the, the Congress, you know, Capitol Hill, uh, she's telling everybody that's terrible, but it was okay for her to have a protest at his house where they're standing on his personal property and they wouldn't leave. And and once again, I'm I think the guy is a little bit Looney Tunes, quite honestly, you know. But the fascinating thing was he made a case for the fact, and now he's running for Senate, and he's talked about. It. He said, "I've never been interested in government." You know, him and his wife are both attorneys; they're both very well off. Um, and he said, "I've never been interested in, in running for office." He says, "But what happened to me made me think that if this can happen to me, someone who has." money who has some a certain amount of of you know clout in the community because you know i got money and we were, remember we talk about i don't believe in white privilege or black privilege i believe in green privilege green privilege is what makes the world go around you got green you got power anyway he said that when he saw is it super green <laughs> i don't know soylent green no <laughs> when <laughs> you know what soil oh, yeah <laughs> yeah you know you know that movie <laughs> you know what you, you know what i'm talking about I do, and yuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for those of you, for those of you younger folks in our audience, look up Soylent Green, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And it's not yeah. dirty; it's just weird. It's a mouthful. It's an old. It's an old movie. Uh, anyway, uh, he essentially said, "I've had enough." And the interesting thing about it is, there are political people that are saying at first they're about, "Oh, he's running for Senate," and a lot of the political people go, "Oh, they'll never make it." There are a lot of people making parallels between him and Trump. He's never been in political office before. You know, he felt that he had to make, a, you know, that he felt he didn't like the way the country was headed. He didn't like what had happened to him personally. And he has to make a stand. And there are people saying that they don't, they think he might be able to pull it off. He might be able to win the Republican primary and could ultimately become the next United States senator in Missouri. That would be lovely. I mean, do you really think so? I do. Really? So you you're for him? I'm for uh, young people that have not been corrupted yet. Well, he's not a young dude. I think he's older than you and I. He's not a young guy. He is. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's he's. I believe he's in his sixties. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else then. Well, remember we met him. Don't you remember? I don't specifically know. Pinky and Stripes. Don't you remember when we met them? Oh, yeah. Met them. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think I was talking about? Uh, never mind. Cory Bush. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Are you okay? Isn't Cory Bush young? Uh, I think she's like 40 or something like that. Yeah. You know, okay. She's, she, they, they brought her into the squad. You know, and you know what I say? How come there aren't any men in the squad? What's the wrong? Hey, come on now. Come on. We want equal representation. We want men in the squad. We want crazy Democrats. We want some crazy Democrat because maybe there aren't any crazy Democratic men. They're all straight-laced, straight shooters, right? Yes. I got a problem here this morning that I can't fix with the computer, and it's just driving me nuts, and I'm just going to go ahead and play these, and we'll move on. It's 726. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad, and our web address for the radio station is westplex1071.com. Morning show is bsthemorning.show. Shelly, I'm watching this situation out of Miami. Man, this does not look good. Uh, this, it, is it getting worse? This condo building collapsed. You know, when they're, when they're not saying much, that's when it gets sort of spooky. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and some of the pictures are like, man, here's like, you can see, here's like the front of this, like, you can see like a kid's bunk bed just like hanging off the side of this building. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, cross our fingers that I know I think there's, I think they said there's one confirmed death so far. If you know what we're talking about, it's like this 12-story condo building. And it was a little, it was a little child. Yeah, but it's like the whole front of this building. Just like there's, if you look at the building, it's got like a center section, looks like the elevators, and then there's a left section, a right section. The whole right front of the building just fell off. I mean, just gone. 
and a big, big, you know, pile of rubble in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that's, that's item number one. That's very sad. Once again, it brings into um, my father, who was a civil engineer, who pointed out things to me all the time. I would never build it that way. My dad always built things to withstand nuclear blasts, uh, which, you know, quite honestly is, I think, a good way to build stuff, don't you think? <laughs> you don't, you don't want absolutely. You don't want to build stuff that good wind blows over. You want to build something that, if like a Cat Five last. tornado hits it, it'll be still be standing. You know, it's yes. just it's just like bizarre. I mean, not to, to switch topics, but for example, when we drop drop the bombs in in Japan, the nuclear bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, there were buildings that were still standing when everything else was destroyed. And you're going like, okay, how did they build that building? You know what I mean? How how was that building built that it withstood a nuclear blast and everything around it is just literally gone? It's just like flat ground. Anyway, um, okay. That was probably built back when they had it, you, um, it, you, the underground places. No, it was probably built back like in the 1600s or something like that. You know, it was built like oh, a long time yeah. ago when they built things to last for centuries. Not like, see, what cracks me up in like St. Louis? I mean, how many times... Do you, I, I see places, I drive by, and I go like, okay, there used to be a building there, it's gone. You know, like... And they put up a total access urgent care. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, for example, I mean, like, you go to Europe, and it's not unusual to have buildings that are hundreds of years, like hundreds, like plural, like two, three, four, five, six hundred years old. Remember? Remember our building in Washington? Yeah, I don't think that any of ours would qualify. Well, no, remember our building in Washington when we got the appraisal? The lady said we have ten more years of life left in the building. I do. And I'm going like, well, hold on a minute. No, hold on. It's in other words, it can't be here for another 100. Nope, nope. It's only going to 10 more years of life left in the building, and then you got to tear it down. What? Okay, okay, that's number one. Number two, I saw this, and I thought to myself, okay, things are getting out of control. You know, picking your pronouns, you know what I'm talking about? No. The new thing is, is like this is big on college campuses. When you go to class for the first day, you're supposed to tell your professor, "My pronouns are it," and you know, not he, not you know, not him or or or, or he. My pronouns are it. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So recently, when Vice President Kamala Harris was. Um, at some conference, they have like the name plates in front of them, you know, like they do that. <laughs> yes. And was there a set of googly eyes on them? No, no. And it says Vice President Harris, and then in parentheses it says she slash her. So in other words, she's saying those are her pronouns. So you can call her she, you can call her her. I mean, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, things got out of control or what? I mean, yes, they have. And if you, and like, let's say so. Well, I, I'm going to call her him or her, him or he. You know, I don't get. You know, I remember I started the movement. I need to get my movement, the Dudex movement. Hey, man, I'm a Dudex. I told you. you You're know, not a Dudex. I, I am. I told you the other day. You didn't believe me. I said, remember, we talked about this, what, Monday or Tuesday? That Miss, Miss M-I-S-S, M-R-S, and then Ms. M-Z, or no, no, M-S. Now there's M-X. And you told me you didn't believe me. That doesn't surprise me. M- I'm sorry? MX, you told me you didn't believe me. Well, I tell you that a lot. <laughs> Let, me look it up. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. MX. MX for women. W-O-M-E-N. MX for women. Uh, women's profession. No, that's M. Uh, women's motocross. No. No, I can't find it. It's got women's motocross. Anyway. Okay, here's the story about, you ready for this? Yes. Are you ready? I am. Subway's tuna sandwiches. What about it? <laughs> That's one of David's favorites. <laughs> Have you heard this story yet? <laughs> no. They took the, they, they went to Subway, they bought a tuna, or I guess a tuna sub or whatever, and then they took it to the lab, and they ran a DNA test on it. And guess what? What? No tuna. <laughs> what was it? 
white fish. <laughs> the New York Times had 60 inches of Subway tuna sandwiches from three different restaurants in L.A. lab tested after the chain was accused in a lawsuit reported earlier this year alleging the fish is made from a mixture of various concoctions, first reported by the Washington Post. The tuna was frozen, sent out to the lab, which determined no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample and so we obtain no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. It's definitely not tuna. The lab conducted a PCR test to see if Subway's tuna featured one of five varying tuna species, the New York Times reported, explaining there are 15 species of fish that can be labeled tuna, according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The lab determined two potential reasons why no tuna was detected in the sample, saying... One, it's so heavily processed, whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification. <laughs> or That's awesome. We got some, and there's just nothing that there that's tuna. So in other words, it's either so heavily processed, they process the tuna out of the tuna, or it's not tuna. How do you get away with that? How do you get two viable options right there. <laughs> no, how do you get away with, with saying it's tuna and it's not? I mean, you know, they're doing DNA <laughs> Well, tests. isn't there a new law that's passed that you can't misrepresent your your product? Well, um, I, I hate And if you do, there's a penalty of, of law? I remember this from a long time ago, okay? My favorite hamburgers were jack-in-the-box hamburgers. For whatever reason, I love the way they tasted, okay? See, I've, I've always liked um, McDonald's. Well, but this was back in the day. This was like ancient history oh, okay. kind of stuff, okay? And it came out that they called them hamburgers, and it came out that the Food and Drug Administration has a rule that unless it's not, if it's a, if it's a hundred percent pure beef, you'd call it a hamburger. If it's less than a hundred percent pure beef, you can't call it a hamburger anymore. And, what do you call it? Well, you, you can't call it a hamburger because you know, <laughs> just don't call it late for well, dinner. No, 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 you just can't uh, call it. You can't call it a hamburger. So what happened was, and the reason this came out was Jack in the Box twenty percent was soy. So it was eighty percent beef and twenty. I remember. Do you remember when that came out um, for? Uh, oh my goodness! What we eat at the cafeterias at school? I, I I tried to eat as little as the cafeteria food as possible. So yeah, so you know. But the the point being is you couldn't Funny. legally call it a hamburger. So they had to either do one or two things. They either call it, and see, that's the thing. I always remember if you go someplace and like if you if it, if it's on the menu, if it's, it's it's a Jack Burger, you go like, okay, that's not a hamburger. It's got something else in it. Okay, so you can't get away with that. So here, here, and, is that why they call the Whopper a Whopper? No, 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 no. But 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 see, but see, what's interesting about this is think about how things have changed through history. Okay, once upon okay. a time, once upon a time, Jack in the Box got in trouble because they had soy in their hamburger. Okay. Now the big thing is the Impossible Whopper, which is which has no beef in it. It's all it's all plant junk. It's all you know ground up you know corn shucks and things like that. Matter of fact, that's what they do. You know that's how they make Impossible Burgers. You know what they do? No. They go to the back of like you know all the grocery stores and they pick out all the the uh, the, the the day old uh, you know vegetables and they grind it up and they make Impossible Whopper burgers out of that. Okay. Yeah, I was beginning to believe you. I'm kidding, of course. Of course you are. For the Jack in the Box attorney who's already you know, <laughs> you know, sending me the cease and desist yeah, letter. They're just waiting to press send, Brad. <laughs> right, the cease and desist email, which I'll get. No, but but seriously, think about it. Like it used to be like, well, if I want a hamburger, I want 100% beef. Now nobody wants 100% beef. They want 100%, you know, whatever. Tofu burger. Plant or, you know, or 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 stuff like that. By and one last thing. That's number two. Number three. Brad's stupid move yesterday. What did you do this time? I have had problems with my eyes. I'm legally blind in one eye. Okay. A week a week and a half ago I had problems with my eye and I went back to my wonderful optometrist, Dr. JJ Lant at at uh, four circles four circles vision therapy on Highway K right next to Lufus Jeep right there in Highway K. Okay. Had some problems. He's been working wonders with me. And matter of fact, uh, getting over a little issue I had with my, 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 my bad eye, my, actually my good eye, which is my bad eye now, which doesn't make any sense. Anyway, yesterday I'm working on my car. You know, my car I resurrected thanks to uh, the wonderful guy, Kurt Barks at Complete AB, uh, Complete Auto Body. Uh, and, and matter of fact, uh, did a great job working on my car. But my air conditioner is not working right. So I bought, you know, the refill cans. And when I was refilling my air conditioner yesterday, 
I sprayed Freon in my eyes. And now... So how are you now? And did you go to an urgent care? No, I just got my... See, you know, what's interesting is I have my little first aid kit that I put together, and I have one of those emergency eye wash things in it, so I did that. I got my little... I stumbled over to my other car, which had the the first aid kit, and I'm going like, okay, I can't see, I can't see. Literally, I'm going through my keys in my pocket trying to get my other car unlocked, which has the first aid kit, which has the emergency eye wash thing, and it's got like the little cup, you know, that deal. You know, you fill the little cup and you put, I the, do. you put the cup in your eye and the whole bit. So yeah. I got my eyes all washed out and it felt pretty good. But this morning, oh my God, it's starting to hurt again. I'm going, okay, you know, here we go again. So are you going to call Dr. J.J. Lant and let him know that you sprayed that stuff in your eye? No, because I don't want him to laugh at me. He wouldn't laugh. Well, it's he wouldn't laugh because it's it's kind of a serious thing. He would say, you did what? You didn't have your safety glasses on? <laughs> right? No, I didn't have my yeah, safety glasses on. Yeah, he probably would. And I got R134A right in my eye. In both eyes, matter of fact. I'm going like, oh, my God. This is just, this is not working right for me. Okay. You know, I'm hoping pretty soon they come up with those bionic eyes and I can get the bionic implants, you know, where I just have like, like it'll just, it'll like, it'll, I'll, it'll Bluetooth to my phone and I'll just be able to, you know, look at things through my phone. You know what I mean? Like while we're driving down a highway, I'll just put my phone on the dashboard and I'll see where I'm driving because I've had the bionic eyes. I just wish that they would fix what's going on. With what, my eyes? Mm-hmm. Well, my one eye is destroyed. Remember, we, we talked about that. It's never, I know that. It's, I'm coming up on my 20th anniversary. It's never a good thing when you're in surgery and the doctor is operating on you and he says, oh, S, and... O meaning O-H, and S meaning S blank, blank, blank. <laughs> That's never a good sign when you're under the knife. You know what I'm saying? Never a good yes. sign. Yeah, and that's what happened to me. And I've told that story before, and some people don't believe it. It's the honest-to-God truth. Okay, we so got to take... does Dr. JJ, does he have you on a regimen? No, I'm just... I've, I, he, he, he set me up with a prescription, which was fixing my eye, which I destroyed yesterday with the Freon R134A. You need to tell him that that happens. Eh, I'm too embarrassed. I don't want to Brad. I'm embarrassed. Who cares? I'll suffer Suck through it. Suck it up, buttercup. I'll suffer through it. I think that that's a mistake. I think you need to call your doctor and let him know that happened. Because you don't know the ramifications of what that stuff is going to do to your eyes. Well, I will tell you, my, my face feels much cooler because, you know, I have that refrigerant on it. I mean, you know, my face feels yeah, like... you've feels, got that antifreeze. <laughs> it feels like minty fresh. My face feels great. 748. <laughs> Westplex 107.1. Andy Grammer, good to be live right now. 754. Um, still watching the uh, unfolding uh, drama down in Surfside. Was it Surfside, Florida? Surfside, Florida, where uh, this apartment building collapsed. Uh, condo building. Man, boy, this looks nasty. They're saying there's one confirmed death. Um, and you know what? I'm not trying to be weird about this, but exactly what I told you about what bothered me, but my dad used to always talk about these fancy schmancy buildings with these little, little, like, little porches that stick out with no support underneath. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I don't know. I don't know. It's always bothered me. It's always bothered me. You know, that is so... <laughs> I won't say it. I was going to say something, but I won't. Okay. Any last parting shots before we get out of here today? Yes. I have to thank our sponsors for sponsoring BS in the Morning. We have Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive. Jeff Lang with Jeff Lang uh, Insurance. American Powered by AmFam. American Family. Scott Ellinger with the Brassrail Steakhouse. And Angie Harness with Har- Angie Harness Consulting. She's a senior specialist. And she's powered by Kellyum Williams Chesterfield. Have you talked to her lately about the uh, the Nelly House? Yes. Um, it still she has. Said a, for some reason, it's still being on hold. It hasn't closed yet. We're talking about the house. It has that, not closed yet. It hasn't as of three days ago. Really? It's still. Yes. It's still not closed. Interesting. Correct. Because the whole thing on that is went on the market, got all sorts of international, I mean, international attention because of the fact it's like this huge, beautiful house on like 14 acres in beautiful area of 
Southwest St. Louis County, and it was listed for $599. Or $599,000. Now, $599,000 gets you two bedrooms someplace in Overland. You know, the way, the way prices are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like it gets you two bedrooms, a carport, you know, and, and you know, one bathroom and a, and, a, and a shower down in the basement. That's what you get for $599,000 yeah. now. So anyway, okay, Hilarious. we're done. Have a real good day. I will talk to you tomorrow because, you know, tomorrow is tomorrow's Friday. It's Friday. And by the way, I'll just tell you one thing. What? Be prepared for a big change coming soon. As far as? Just be prepared for a big change. That's all I'm going to say. I'm always prepared for a big change. Be prepared for a big, 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 big change. With us? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. See, this is what he does. He leaves me hanging just like he leaves all of you hanging. He does that on purpose. It drives me hanging. crazy. Short trip. 757. <laughs>